From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Project podcast number 54. Thank you for tuning in this week. And this one is a very important episode and it's all about depersonalization and anxiety. I'm your host, Brad Robinson, and I'm, I'm going to be cracking open depersonalization in this week's episode. I did mention it in a few episodes back, but I really want to dive deeper into it because I feel like depersonalization is a very common um, symptom and sensation that people go through when they have anxiety, when they go through trauma. And so it's a very important subject. I went through depersonalization myself, and it was almost an everyday thing. I I do have a lot of experience with this uh, sensation. So I'm going to give you my experience, and I'm going to dive deep into what depersonalization is and how we can overcome it. So what is depersonalization? Well, depersonalization is the feeling of being disconnected from yourself and of reality. It's like you're watching yourself in third person, moving around in your environment like you are a robot. And it's hard to get a grip over your mind and actions. This can make you feel like you're losing your mind and going crazy. And this is a most common thing with anxiety sufferers. Anxiety sufferers feel like, oh yeah, I'm going crazy. I can't get a grip over my thoughts. They keep looping and um, they're very... In- you're. They're very internal. Anxiety sufferers are very, very internal. So it can make you feel like you're going crazy. And that's a very scary thing as well. So just be aware that this is a very common symptom. Depersonalization is very, very common. Someone with depersonalization feels like their speech and Actions are automated and they cannot be controlled. Another common symptom is you may feel lost in your environment. And this environment, you've been dozens and hundreds of times before, but you feel lost anyways. You don't know how you got from A to B. You know, you you wind up in B and then you're like, how the heck did I get here? How did I get to B? And I don't remember going that way. So you're just so in your own internal chaotic world that you you become so unfamiliar with the environment you're in. Another common sign of depersonalization is feeling emotionally numb. 
you may feel that things that used to be important to you are not so important to you now, right? You're, you're more concerned over your internal world, over how you're feeling. You're worried about a long list of things, including oh, I might be going crazy. What if I have this potential illness and it results in death? And you're ruminating over all of these things. So all of the other things in your life, in your external world, that used to be important are not so important to you, right? They, they got pushed away a bit from your hierarchy of what's important. Someone with depersonalization has a mix of heavy physical sensations emotions, and thoughts all at the same time. So that's why someone can view themselves as being mentally ill or going mentally insane, right? All of these things are happening at the same time, and you can't seem to get a grip over yourself and your thoughts. So you start to snowball the anxiety even more, right? You're 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 concerned over your health. You're you're wondering why you're feeling the way you're feeling. So I remember going through a very, very severe depersonalization one day where um I had depersonalization a lot of days, a lot of days. But I remember one day I was working and um I was walking around the store I was working in and I, I was, I felt like I was detached from my body. I felt like I was dizzy. I was dizzy. I was, my brain was numb and I had a million things going on in my head. So I was avoiding customers. I was avoiding other coworkers because I didn't know what to talk to them. I was afraid of socializing because I didn't know how to. I felt like I was going crazy. Um, I felt lightheaded. And also a very common symptom of depersonalization is uh, is losing your balance. Losing your balance. And that's how I felt that day too. I, I, I felt like I was losing my balance. Like I couldn't walk straight. Um, my legs were kind of noodly. And I was just like going through the motions, trying to look okay, putting on this mask, right? But internally, I was so confused, bewildered on why I was feeling this way. You know, I was like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And at the, But at the same time, the depersonalization was off the charts. So it can be very, very daunting going through depersonalization. And also, I don't I don't want to forget this. Also, um, you might experience blurry vision or shallow depth of field where everything seems to be brighter, right? And and so that's another common sign of depersonalization and anxiety itself is having that blurry vision and that um that that strong uh light sensitivity, right? 
So now let's get into why do we experience this depersonalization? Well, first off, it's the body's defense mechanism, right? Mechanism to cope with any physical or mental trauma the body goes into this defensive mode. So to cope with any trauma or physical trauma, your body goes into this natural defensive mode. And so the amygdala gets activated. And the amygdala is the fight, flight, or freeze response, right? It's That's what activates this anxiety response. So if your anxiety response is active all the time, you're going to feel a wide range of sensations, right? The blurry vision, dizziness, loss of balance, all of these things. But most importantly, this is so crucial. This is so crucial to understand. Most importantly, when the amygdala gets activated, it takes control over all other brain processes. So that is why it's hard for you to gain control over your thoughts. That is why it's hard for you to use any rational thoughts in this time of anxiety, in this depersonalization time, right? The amygdala takes control because it's it's designed to react in times of danger, right? So the amygdala is activated, it perceives something in the environment as being dangerous, whatever it is, and so it takes control. So it can respond, it can fight, it can flee accordingly, right, to keep you safe. So that is why it's hard to use any rational thoughts. Like when I was walking around that store, it was hard for me to gain control because my amygdala was activated. I couldn't get a grip over it. I couldn't use any rational thoughts. It was so difficult for me, right? So that's why it can seem like you're going crazy. You can't get a grip. Your defensive mode, your your body's natural defensive mode is active. Your amygdala is active. So the fight, flight, or freeze response becomes active when you go through something traumatic. It could be anything traumatic. It could be a death of a loved one. It could be someone getting an illness. It could be yourself going through something emotionally daunting, right? It could be an embarrassing moment with you, whatever it is. That is trauma to you. Whatever is highly emotional towards you can be traumatic. Suffering with health anxiety and being reactive over potential illnesses is traumatic, right? Those are traumatic moments. It is when we misinterpret desensitization, we keep it active. So when we misinterpret desensitization, we keep it active. Stressing about being stressed. 
When we stress about the symptoms we feel, we only keep the symptoms alive longer. We keep snowballing it, right? So you may be concerned over certain sensations, maybe the dizziness, the the um, the slurred speech or the tingly in the arms and feet, whatever it is. You don't know what it is. You're concerned. You think it's actually something dangerous towards your health. So you keep the anxiety snowballing, right? So this is what symptom stress is. It's stressed over being stressed. So you don't want to continue that snowball. You don't want that snowball to get way too big and it's so hard to control. It's so hard to get a grip over it because now the snowball has just gone down the hill and now it's 50 feet tall, right? So the more we misinterpret desensitization as being harmful and scary, the worse our anxiety becomes. We are continually telling our brain that there is a potential danger still lurking around the corner, even though there isn't any, even though that this is a natural bodily response, we misinterpret it as being life-threatening and scary. Thus, we keep ruminating over it, we keep catastrophizing over it, and thus we keep it alive. We keep ruminating. Now, how do we get rid of this depersonalization? How do we get rid of it? Just knowing that depersonalization is not a sign you are going mad is a big sense of relief, isn't it? It sure is. When I found this out, I was very relieved. It took a lot of the weight off of my shoulders. Depersonalization is a natural bodily response. It's your body's natural response to defend itself, to defend the mind, to defend the body. So the less we react to the desensitization as being a bad thing, the quicker it goes away on its own. So yes, it goes away on its own over time. It does. The less you react to it, the more you give in to the depersonalization and accept it for what it is, the more it goes away. So slow down and reduce your speed the more the more the 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 more you have on your plate during the day the more you rush through things the more anxiety you're going to feel and the more you're going you're going, you're going to keep this depersonalization at bay so you want to reduce your speed and be cautious of your speed because the the faster you move from a to b the more you're just going to keep your depersonalization alive. So be careful of your speed. And reduce reduce your tasks. 
So how many tasks do you have to do today? Reduce them. Put down three big things that you have to get done. That's really, really important. And so that's important for reducing your stress and getting rid of this depersonalization. The the less tasks, the better. And then activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Activate this system. This system is your rest and digestive system. This system, when it's active, it supports your immune health. It makes you more relaxed. It gets, you know, all your organs functioning properly. When you're in that stress response, that depersonalization, you're just keeping your body in this defensive mode, this heightened awareness, right? You don't want that because your 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 organs are just working double time and you don't want to keep those those organs working double time all the time so you want to do things that support your parasympathetic nervous system so which it would be taking a hot bath reducing the tasks you have during the day uh, reducing your speed meditating less addictive band-aids which would be television so not putting band-aids on everything right you want to do things that can calm you down body scan meditations to get you used to the sensations of your body right because the anxiety you feel produces a lot of bodily sensations So you want to do body scan meditations to get used to, get comfortable with those sensations. And and so you won't be as reactive to them in the future. Get more sleep. Get more sleep. Your body might not be well rested, especially if your anxiety response is always active. So you want to get the proper sleep you need. And don't put any pressure on you. Have some time, maybe lie down on the bed uh, before before your bedtime and relax into sleep. Don't watch television and then jump into bed, right? You want to do things that just gets you into your body and gets you more familiar with the sensations, but also do things that promote relaxation and you will sleep better. You will get deeper sleeps. And that's important for the anxiety response, for the amygdala. Write in a journal. Uh, someone going through depersonalization and anxiety, there are so many thoughts looping in, in someone's mind, right? So write down all the thoughts in a journal. And the journal can be 5-10 minutes, right? Just write down whatever's on your mind, whatever you're concerned about. And this releases some of that load from your body, right? Gets you more uh, aware of what you're thinking, but it gets the pressure off of you, right? And I always promote journals. I still write in a journal every day. And it's so important for keeping a healthy... uh, mind very very important 
And so I'm, I'm going to conclude this podcast episode with that. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you haven't already, go to YouTube and subscribe to The Anxiety Project on YouTube. I have videos on YouTube and uh, meditations, and I post the podcast there as well. So go check it out. Join the community. Join the Instagram page. Join the Facebook community. And um, send me questions on YouTube or email me at unpluganxiety.com and send me questions because I'm going to be doing another Q&A podcast. And so I want to answer your questions on the podcast. Thank you so much. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. Have a great day. I will see you next time. Bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.